0: But the gospel's not even to them. The Bible writes, gives any man a right to leave and divorce and leave his wife. and will cut her hair. That's the Bible. That's thus say of the Lord. I am God's voice to you. I challenge your faith. She is the lowest of all animals that God put on the earth. He's a pig to begin with. Not a man, God. But it'll come to a prophet. Apologists who engage members of William Branham's cult of personality in attempts to convert them to Christianity are often surprised by the responses used to defend their faith. Examples of critical information about Branham and his prophecies, Bible teachings, moral standards, and honesty have little or no effect. Followers defend Branham by examples of his alleged power to heal which is strongly linked to their view of the gospel, and rightfully so. Branham called it the gospel of divine healing and advertised himself in newspapers as America's voice of healing. For Christians who understand the gospel as it is presented in the Bible, the word gospel and its meaning are the core foundation of their faith. They have read the Old Testament and are aware of the Old Covenant and how it failed in the curse of the law that resulted. They've also read the New Testament, understand the New Covenant, and the transition into the New Covenant is their greatest joy. When a person with this background engages cult members trained by Branham's teaching, it is difficult to understand how anything could replace this core foundation And still be called Christianity yet during the conversations members of the message will strongly affirm that they are in fact Christian does this mean that members of Branham's cult of personality are not Christians it's complicated members of Branham's cult of personality believe in Jesus Christ and that he died for their sins but the message is not a typical cult by any definition. Over the years, it has evolved into a collection of subcults. And each of those subcults has different cult leaders, each having different views on what they consider to be the core foundation to their belief system, with one single point of intersection William Branham. At the same time, they believe William Branham's person to be part of their core foundation, also having different views as to why exactly he was. Most members believe that Branham was the return of Elijah the prophet. Some members believe Branham's statements that the Elijah of this day is the Lord Jesus Christ, not a man but God in the form of a prophet. Others believe Branham's statements to be heretical, unaware that Branham himself made those claims. Others still believe that the leader of their sect was Branham's replacement, since many of Branham's predictions did not reach fulfillment before his death, some of which were supposed to have happened before. The vast majority of the subsects believe that William Branham and/or his message is required for salvation. Disagreeing with 1 Timothy 2 5. Understanding William Branham's gospel of divine healing is critical to leaving the message. Similar to some Christians in mainstream Christianity who have never read their Bibles, the irony is that a majority of members in Branham's cult of personality do not study this gospel of divine healing. They are unaware of its history, its fame, its progression through time, its alterations, and its outcome. Truly, it was a different gospel, and bore fruit that many members find to be distasteful. But they are unaware that it was Branham's gospel of divine healing that produced that fruit. In the early days of his ministry, as a post-World War II healing evangelist, Branham began proclaiming his new gospel to the world. His newsletter, of which he was the editor and primary feature, was called The Voice of Healing, and newspaper advertisements proclaimed the same. There were literally hundreds of ministers involved in the same movement, each having a stage persona very similar to Branham's own, claiming to have gifts of healing. And though later versions of Branham's stage persona would condemn these men as false vines to his true vine, the early versions of Branham's stage persona supported, promoted, and even advertised these men. Why? They were proclaiming his new gospel. Branham was aware that this new gospel was different from the gospel of Jesus Christ as proclaimed in the Bible. He frequently referred to faith in Jesus Christ and accepting him as a means to salvation. At the same time, William Branham said that his Gospel of Divine Healing produced the same results, meaning salvation. Within the framework of this new Gospel was the latter reign's fivefold ministry, which Branham claimed to be given the title of Prophet. In other words, William Branham promoted himself as a prophet of the gospel of divine healing and said that it produced the same results as the gospel of Jesus Christ. He said, Now the only way you can be saved is to accept what he's already done. By his stripes we were healed at Calvary. And you just have to accept what he's done, is that right? Now ministers, many of them preach the gospel of divine healing. You accept it, just the same results. William Branham strongly disagreed with Galatians 1, 6-9, which is the main point to consider. It was a new gospel, one which Branham himself created, understood, proclaimed, and one in which many churches throughout the United States and Canada participated. The new gospel influenced American Christianity, and when it turned sour in the latter years of Branham's life, allowed bitter fruit to enter the churches. Those who did not reform still continue to bear that fruit, and ironically, are condemned by members of Branham's own cult of personality. Yet Branham was the grandfather, cult leaders were their parents, and members of those same churches today are their siblings and cousins.